What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games, because that's what I think about when I'm sitting at the airport waiting to catch a flight. How's everybody doing out there today? Yeah, so at time of recording, I am sitting in my house in Seattle, which is covered in snow. I just, uh, earlier today, I shoveled my walkway for the first time in I don't know how many years. And that's not because it never snowed here, but just because I never really had a yard before. (laughs) I've lived in this city for almost 20 years, and this is pretty much, well, this is the first time I've had a front and a backyard. Uh, so that's been interesting. Like <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, I raked a whole bunch of leaves and that was really fun. But yeah, so I'm just getting ready to head down, fly down to see my mom and my sister for Christmas. That should be awesome. Been getting a bunch of stuff done today so far. I got my laundry done, got packed, made a big batch of chili. So there'll be food here for the week for my roommate, uh, got groceries, just get just getting it done getting it done and now recording an episode what's what's going on anyway (laughs) anyway there hasn't been a whole lot of gaming in my life uh for the past you know week or so and that's going to continue through the holidays because that's just this time of year right this is how it always happens so no no surprise there but yeah man i figured i put out an episode we can talk some about gaming because i've done This weekend, this past weekend at time of recording, I didn't have a whole lot going on. I didn't have any games, so I did a bunch of work to get ready for book three of Wrath of the Righteous. Because like I've said, we're closing in on the end (coughs) of book two, and I hadn't really done anything as far as like building stuff on roll 20 for book three. And so I did a whole bunch of that because unfortunately... (laughs) There's not a whole lot of support for Pathfinder 1 on Roll20 for those modules, at least. Um, because, obviously, they're focusing more on Pathfinder 2. And I think they're they're doing a lot of stuff with Fantasy Grounds, I believe, more than Roll20. So, yeah, I, I put in a bunch of work trying to get maps ready, build up the monsters that are in Book 3 that aren't on Roll20 already, and just... Just kind of getting set. So when we're done, uh, when we're done with book two, I'll be ready to just roll into book three. And that's going to be awesome. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen in these next several sessions as the party works their way through Citadel Dresden. Because I know I say this all the time and the party's yet to really get their butts kicked. Though the Mythic Chimera did kind of fuck them up a little bit (laughs) but nobody's died for a long time uh and i'm i'm curious to see if we're gonna lose any characters in citadel dresden because it's nasty in there it's it's very very nasty there are a lot of nasty creatures in there that aren't happy about the situation at hand so yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be really 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 interesting i i super want to finish book two by early February because that's our one year anniversary and that means we finish two books in a year and I just think that'd be cool that might involve maybe playing a couple weekends in a row 
or maybe playing slightly longer sessions starting earlier if possible or later going later i don't know but i i just really really hope we're able to do that um but yeah that's that's where my gaming's at uh so let's let's get into some calls. I actually have a bunch of calls, which is really cool. People actually use Google Voice because <laughs> shock of all shocks, I actually put the number in the description. <laughs> let's see if I remember to do that today. Anyway, these are a bunch of calls off of my last episode, which was Mishmash, where I just talked about a whole bunch of stuff. So today we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about barbarians. We're going to talk about taking too long in your turns. Talk some about werewolf movies, Bram Stoker's Dracula, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. But to start us off, we're going to talk about books. We're going to talk about um, the Margaret Weiss books, Time of the Twins, uh, BJ. BJ's got some stuff to say about those books. So, BJ, are you reading those right now? Hey, Joe, it's BJ. I was just calling. I know you haven't mentioned it in a while, but I, I didn't know if you ever finished the Dragonlance Legend series. I hope you did, despite the crappy uh, narrator. It, it is a really good series. I was just I was thinking of you because uh, there's a new Dragonlance novel that was released a few weeks ago, and before I was about to, to read it, I realized there were some some other books by Wise and Hickman that I hadn't read in the series, so I decided to get them on audiobook. <laughs> They've been good so far, but the newest one I've got into is another. She's not the greatest narrator, not 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 horrible, but not the greatest. But one thing I notice is um, she keeps mispronouncing Caraman and Raceland's last name wrong. It's, it's pronounced Majir or or maybe Majer. That's how the authors pronounce it, and that's how it's been pronounced in every other audiobook production. But she keeps calling it saying Majeri, and it, it kind of <laughs> drives me nuts. I have to stop when they they do that. And it's like I get like you know they just hired you to do a job as a as a audiobook narrator maybe you don't know how to pronounce i mean tell all of us have trouble pronouncing some of the, the names and, and words we see in D D. but you'd think like the producer would like stop at some point and go hey wait a minute um this is the way it's pronounced according to the authors and according to the you know pronunciation guide and this is how we've done it in all our other audiobook productions but nope so i guess there must be some sort of priority list of who gets the great narrators and who does it depending on i don't know projected sales you know they 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 acquire some of these books from the 80s and 90s that don't have other previous audiobook productions and just kind of, I think they do them on low budget when they're not ones that are going to, like, be brand new books or automatic bestsellers for them. Anyway, uh, I guess that's enough dragging lunch for now. Talk to you later. Yo, BJ. So, yeah, man, I, I haven't finished the series. Honestly, I haven't done a whole lot of reading for a minute now. Um yeah, I don't know. I just kind of haven't haven't been feeling it all that much lately. I I really need to get back in it. Reading is it's so important. Obviously, like, obvious. Though I don't need to say obviously because I don't know how many of you people, you guys out there, know. Uh, follow like social media stuff like that. But there's this dude named Andrew Tate who is super, super popular amongst young white men, angry young white men. He's very, very, very outwardly, admittedly misogynistic. He believes women are lower than men and that they should be subservient. Um, 
And he's just a bad person. <laughs> he's just a horrible, 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 horrible person. And he recently put out a podcast or something talking about how reading is stupid and how reading is a waste of time and you can't learn anything from books and you should just learn what you can experience in your own life. And if you do that, <laughs> the funny thing is, is you'll never, ever get smarter. You can only get smarter from learning from other people. You can get better at doing stuff, but if you want to get smarter, you have to learn from somebody who's smarter than you. And it's just like the idea that reading is bad. It's just that's that's where this world is headed, man. That's where the Andrew Tates of the world um that's where they want to take us. That's that's where they want to revert us back to. So anyway, man, <laughs> enough of that. Um, dude, I, like that's the problem with narration, right? Like I I couldn't read a book where they mispronounce one of the main characters' names so badly. I, that's turned me off from more than one audiobook before. And it's kind of a bummer because, like you said, you think somebody, somebody would be like, yo. <laughs> That's not how you say this name because it's not. It's absolutely not how you say the name. And it's not like one of those things where, oh, we don't really know how it's said. Is it GIF or is it JIF? This is Majir, um, which just sounds like such a magical name to me. Uh yeah, man. Like I just, you know, the the three magi, magi in general, magir. It just I read those books when I was a, uh, you know, what, 10, 11, 12 years old and was like, "Yep, okay. That's that's what a badass magic user is like. <laughs> that's what their name should be, Raceland Magir." Oh, fuck, man, that name. <laughs> I I wish it was a better narrator because those books, they're, they're fun and they're good, but they're not, you know, as an adult, they're not the most engaging books that I, I've read for me personally. And so when you have a book that's already just like, oh, okay, this is fun, but, you know, whatever. And then you put a, a, a subpar narrator on top of it. It's hard for me to grind through that. But I need to because they're so cool, man. Oh, yeah, Dragonlance. Um, I, I, you know, I, I never played in, did I ever play in the Dragonlance setting when it was out originally? I don't think so. Because like I've said before, we didn't play a whole lot of D&D. You know, we were playing other games. So, yeah, I don't have like this super nostalgic 90s kick for... Um, for friggin' Dragonlance that a lot of people my age do, which, you know, that that's all right. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I think they're great books for kids. I saw a tweet, somebody was reading them to their kid at night. And that, to me, that's a fantastic way to dig through these books. Like reading them to a kid, that that's perfect, man. Uh, but yeah, dude, I don't know. Those, those books are cool. Raceland is a badass, best wizard in all of the D and D universe. Most badass magic user in all of the D and D universe. Uh, hands down, no questions asked, 
But yeah, you know who else are really powerful? Barbarians. They get pretty powerful. So let's talk about barbarians. We'll start off again with BJ. Hey, Joe, it's BJ. I am. Man, I got on Google and I couldn't find any discussions. I could find discussions of renaming the barbarian, but they go back to like 2012. People have been talking about that since. Actually, I, people, people have been talking about it for, I think, at least since third edition D&D. I remember thinking it was, you know, thinking it was, it should actually be called the Berserker instead of a Barbarian, just because of the way the classes evolved. You know, in AD&D, it was very much meant to emulate Conan as a sort of person who, who lived and raised out in the wilderness and, and was very adept at survival. The rage battle rage mechanic wasn't even a part of the original barbarian that came in in third edition um but because it's been used as a chassis for so many other types of characters that yeah i kind of felt like it should be called kind of like they renamed the rogue it was a thief and they realized people are using the thief as a stand-in for all their other types of characters so they renamed it the rogue to kind of emphasize the, the different types of archetypes that could it could cover and same thing with the barbarian being called a berserker um because you know, not every not every barbarian character is a person from from some sort of a you know Stone Age or a, or pre modern culture out in the in the, the wilderness. There, um, you know, your tavern brawler who maybe grew, he grew up in a city, but he you know just, just is just tough and that's grew up fighting you know poor and and <laughs> scrabbling for everything. That that's that you use a barbarian class for that. There's the dwarven um, battle rager, which is kind of an elite highly respected type of warrior in dwarven culture. They're not a, an outsider or, or, you know, primitive. I hate to use that word primitive, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, they have a role to play in, in modern contemporary dwarven society, you know, like in the Forgotten Realms. So, um, yeah, but, you know, Twitter is like an eternal dumpster fire. I haven't seen anything officially with this new playtest for 1D&D that they're going to rename the Barbarian to something else. So I don't know. There's always been discussion among like fans and players, you know. But I said like that's going back probably 20 years, you know, to some degree. So, you know, I think you probably got a correct assessment that there's somebody looking for something to be mad about, and they saw a blog post or a, or a message board discussion, and assumed that that that's something Wizards of Costa said. When I maybe they haven't, I haven't seen it, but who, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, interesting topic. I'll, uh, I'll, great show. I will talk to you later. Thanks, dude. But that was even a more interesting call that you made, <laughs> more than my initial discussion. I agree with you that, you know, it was somebody just looking for a fight. And, you know, whether Watsy said they were going to change the name of the Barbarian or not, like, again, who cares? <laughs> Why do you care? Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've never really thought about the name Barbarian that class, not having played much AD&D first edition, or maybe we did play second edition and not for, I don't know, some AD&D back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, so probably second edition by then. Who knows? Uh, that, yeah, I, we didn't play that much. In Merp, there's, there's not really a barbarian-type class. Um and then when I came back to the hobby, to Pathfinder, barbarians are right there, but they just never really, like, I'd rather play a fighter than a barbarian in Pathfinder for sure, because 
you just get more feats. Yeah, the barbarian gets rage and these things called rage powers that they're like special abilities that they can use while raging. And some of those are cool. But fighters just get so many goddamn feats. You can make it be anything you want. And so, yeah, barbarians is just one of those classes that I've never been all that drawn to play. Though... I can't remember if I've talked about it before. The coolest, most unique barbarian I've ever seen was in this one book I read. I think it was called NPCs about basically it's a fantasy world, but the main characters are the NPCs. They're not actually the heroes. I really think I might have talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again. And one of the characters is a princess and she's if you were to stat her out she's a barbarian and her rage comes from the fact that she gets kidnapped all the time and nobody thinks she's like you know they just think she's like a piece of property to kidnap and hold as ransom and stuff so she gets super pissed off about it and that's where her barbarian rage comes from and i think that's genius (laughs) that book was meh it was meh, but I thought that idea was really, really clever. That's a very, I thought it was a really unique take on the Barbarian. But yeah, another dude who's never played Barbarians before is my buddy Woody. My buddy Woody's never played a Barbarian before, though some would maybe argue that all of his characters have a bit of Barbarian in them. <laughs> Even his wizard. Some would argue that. Um but yeah, he's actually called in, and it's awesome. Let's hear from him. What up, dog? Joey, my dog, my dog. Hey, it's Woody, man. And uh, I don't think I've ever done this before, maybe one other time because you asked me. But uh, I was listening to your latest episode, and just, you know, I just want to kind of echo your sentiment about people getting so fired up about, you know, something changing, you know, a class name change. Or, you know, I remember thinking, Pathfinder 2E, it went from, instead of calling them races, they're called ancestries now, which personally I think is a better change. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I really don't understand why we get so fired up. You know, there are editions that we enjoy to play. And if you don't want to play that edition, right, then don't. And, you know, if, if the game is supposed to be fun, you know, take it to, a different realm, a different spot, and, you know, in, in your everyday life, which, you know, should be embraced and should be, you know, exciting for you. I, I don't get that. I don't get why, you know, people have such anger towards, you know, okay, they don't call it a barbarian anymore. Um, okay, life goes on, you know, whether it's in 6E or 5E or, you know, and if that's not even the edition you play, then what what does it matter, right? I, I don't get that. That's that's something I don't get, you know. I can I understand having passion over a game, but I don't I don't get, you know, expressing anger that way. Um, just over <laughs> the change of a of a class name. Yeah, okay. You know, probably probably not the best choice <laughs> in your life. Um, and on a separate note, um, vampire movies are better than well werewolf movies. Let's just call it what it is. Okay, I'm I'm gonna put that out there right now. Uh, well, the one with Eddie Murphy or Vampire in Brooklyn, I think that's what it is. Terrible movie, but love it, right? Or you can go with uh, vampires and werewolves in the same movie, right? Uh, the greatest, uh, you know, one of the greatest 80s movies of all time, The Monster Squad, dude, The Monster Squad. Wolfman's got nards, kick him in the nards, kick him in the nards. Anyways, have a good one, dude. Talk to you later, bud. Peace. 
Can you guys guess why we're friends? <laughs> Can you guess why when we first met each other, what, probably 10 years now when he picked me up for a game? That was Woody and I's first meeting. I, it was, I had that group I joined at the game store when I first came back to the hobby. A guy in the group was running games at his own house. And so I, I weaseled my way into his game because his game sounded totally awesome, too. And that's the group that Woody was already in. And so my first meeting with Woody was him picking me up uh, to go to that game. And that was awesome. And ever since then, we've just been like super good friends. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh when you were talking about werewolves and vampires being in the same movie, my mind instantly jumped to Underworld, which Underworld is awesome. But yeah, dude, again, like I, you know, <laughs> not that it needs to be said anymore, because the people that listen to this show aren't like that, which is awesome. Uh, that's, <laughs> you know, they're not the ones out there on Twitter raising a ruckus about changing it from race to ancestry or from barbarian to whatever. Cause like BJ said, barbarian's not even that good of a name for it anymore. Or if it even ever was, I don't know, <sighs> but yeah, dude, that's why we play Pathfinder. <laughs> Pathfinder crowd is different. Annoying still in a different way though. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, Anyway, thanks for the call. That was awesome. That was a super rad surprise. And uh, yeah, dude, I'll talk to you soon. Since we're talking about movies, let's talk more about movies um, with our buddy Jason, man. Let's go. Hey, Joe. Just listening to your latest episode. And yeah, I mean, I've really been enjoying Wrath of the Righteous. So, you know, thank you for running it. And thanks for putting up with players like me. I, I really appreciate that. Um, there are some really bad werewolf movies. So I don't know if there are worse vampire movies than werewolf movies. Both of them have some pretty bad movies. But there, there are some real stinkers as far as werewolf movies go. Um, but there are some really good ones too. So yeah, but I, I think you're right. There are definitely more vampire movies than werewolf movies. So it's kind of hard to compare them. If you you should try to check out Dog Soldiers though it's pretty good. Talking about Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know I had that role playing game, the role playing game they based on that movie. So if you ever want to play Bram Stoker's Dracula, we can do that. Just let me know. I'm happy to do it. I've also got the Lawnmower Man role playing game. They use kind of the same system. So you know when you're in, in a mood to to do that, let me know. As far as what was talking about, not, oh Gary Oldman. So I binge Slow Horses. It's on Apple TV, but it's um, it's like washed. Well, it's not even washed up. They're basically disgraced British spies that um, they they haven't kicked them out of the service, but they're they're effectively at the lowest they can be without being kicked out of the service, and they're all shoved in this office in the corner of the city, and they're all crap spies. And Gary Oldman said it. He's in charge of the office. It's actually pretty good. It's not a comedy, though. It takes it all dead seriously. But there, there are some just funny things in it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what else to say. So I'm glad your knee's doing better. Hang in there. I do consider you 
a, a great friend, and damn, I'm glad that you you know I I do have your friendship and, a, and able to communicate back and forth with you. If I'm right, which you know I am, about Google Voice, if you have international callers that want to leave you messages that aren't on Discord with you, that want to send their messages to me using my SpeakPipe, I am happy to take those messages and relay them to you. So if you want to put that out there for folks, I'm happy to do that. Okay, I think I've yacked on enough, so I will talk to you later. Yeah, man. <laughs> right on for sure. Uh, but, yeah, there there are a lot of... I, I really do want to see Dog Soldiers. I do. I'll figure that out one of these days. I'll give that a watch one of these days. But as far as playing Bram Stoker's Dracula or Lawnmower Man, <laughs> Lawnmower Man, no way. That's just that movie. Oh, that's the short story that it isn't based on. It's just, it's all too. I remember seeing that movie for the first time as like a huge Stephen King fan even more so back then when that movie came out, I was like, Oh, the, this is going to be such a weird thing. And then it was that, <laughs> then it was about like the internet and cyberspace. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about playing that RPG, but Bram Stoker's Dracula. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if, um, man, I don't know if I'm goth enough for that. I don't have like any Victorian. I feel like I would need to wear like some Victorian suit to play Bram Stoker's Dracula just to really play it, man. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, dude. Um, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's hear from Carl. We haven't heard from Carl for a while, so it's awesome. He's calling again. Carl, where have you been, man? Hey there, Joe Richter. I'm catching up on your podcast and things. I guess I haven't sent you a message because I'm probably pissed off at you for some reason that I don't even remember why. Um, yeah, happy belated Thanksgiving. It sounds like you had a great one. We did too. Amy is a fantastic cook chef, and she made a really excellent turkey. She didn't like it because the skin wasn't crispy, but no one else seemed to have a problem with it. And the carcass was devoured as if carry-on birds got to it. So it's very juicy, especially, you know, the, right, you know, dark meat's usually always juicy. We never have a problem with the white meat, but this, the white meat this time, even though she did it in a roaster and not in like a convection, we usually do it like in a convection a setup where it gets crisped on the outside, nice and juicy on the inside. And this time, well, it was juicy all around. But she wanted the skin crispier. But uh, no one, again, like I said, no one had a problem. We had a great time. And uh, there's that. So um, players who take a long time, it, I don't know if it's ever been prompted by me per se, but I know other players have sometimes had a problem when players would take a long time to declare, decide what their actions are. And especially it's hard to get it when you have, when character Characters know the initiative order. They know what's coming up. So they can kind of think ahead and like what they're going to do. Um, I guess it's hard to understand and figure that out. Maybe probably most likely, as I've seen at the table, and I don't, you can't see it online, but most likely they're distracted. They're not paying attention, right? 
So I know in one game, and yeah, I mean, you know I have a story, right? In one game, uh, one of the players was a summoner. And of course, he also could summon what a bunch of different things. But um, the other players prompted me to get like a little egg timer. So you'd have X amount of time to execute, what, to decide what you wanted to do. And um, But of course, then he, I don't know, maybe he's just very passive aggressive because then he would roll each summoned creature one dice at a time. And he got, he bought those big dice and he'd throw them on the table. And that was just his way of chicken. And looking back, it's kind of funny. Anyway, Joe, I will talk to you soon. Maybe. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for doing that thing that I didn't know I did, and I'm glad you've forgotten about it, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're not secretly pissed any, at me anymore. But, dude, I <laughs> the players you've played with, it's, it's probably because you've played so many more games than I have. Uh, why you've run into such such interesting people, man. Like, to play a summoner is already a statement. If you walked up to a table and you're playing Pathfinder and everyone's sitting there and you're like, yep, I'm playing a summoner. Everyone's just like, ah, oh, shit. Because you're basically playing three or four, five, six characters at a time, depending on what level you are. Holy crap. I can't. The hutzpah to be like, yeah, I'll go and summon her. Fuck you guys at the table. Oh, it's my turn. Everybody go see in 15. I get it, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It does come down to paying attention, right? It comes down to knowing what you're going to do before your turn starts. That's what it really comes down to. Especially in a game like Pathfinder, where... You know, each turn does take a little bit of time because there are you do need to click buttons and roll dice and stuff. So they do take longer. You're not just doing one thing. You know, you're not just generally you're not just moving and then attacking. You're moving, attacking and doing other shit that might require additional rolls. So you got time, <laughs> even if you wait till the person right before you to start figuring out what you're going to do. Look at the battlefield, see what's going on. You still got time to be like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I just really want to get it finished. I just really want to get book two done. Oh man. I'm I'm excited for the party to start meeting some of these people inside of Citadel Dresden too. There's some good time Charlies in here for sure. <laughs> nice man. Um, but yeah, dude, let me. Uh, I think that's it. Thanks for the call, Carl. That's awesome, man. And again, sorry for that thing that I did that I didn't know I did. Anyway, let's let's get out of here. Well, this was fun. It's been a while since I've had so many different voices on the show at once. That was fun. Awesome. Thanks, dudes. Thanks to BJ and Carl and Jason and Woody. You dudes are awesome. But yeah, I, it's it's getting to be time to go. Time to head out to the airport on this snowy day. I'm going down there early because who knows? 
who knows how long it's going to take. Um, this, it stopped snowing a couple hours ago, so that's good. Hopefully the roads won't be too nasty. But yeah, you know, I got I got my bed made, new sheets put on to come home to, my room cleaned up, vacuumed, um, all packed up, ready to go. About to hop in the shower and just chill out for a couple hours before I go. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for calling. I hope everybody out there has a really happy holidays. You know, it's the end of the year. That's crazy. It's the end of 2022. We'll talk more about that. Not right now. (laughs) I don't have time to get into that right yet. So everybody, I hope you're well. I hope you have an awesome time, and we'll talk soon. Until then, peace out. Chilling at the airport, getting ready to go. Should start boarding in about an hour. Got here with plenty of time to spare. There was nobody on the road, which was nice. The airport was kind of a zoo, but not too bad. You know, it's it's the Tuesday before Christmas, so... I figure I beat the rush a little bit, so I feel good about that. And yeah, had a beer, had a burger, kind of chilling, listen to podcasts, listen to an awesome podcast by the good friends of Jackson Elias. Like, that's sort of the Call of Cthulhu podcast, right? Like, those dudes write for Call of Cthulhu. And they were just talking about how Call of Cthulhu isn't just a horror game. And it just got me thinking more about how, yeah, <laughs> going back to this old chestnut, If you look at some of the most popular stories, man, like he didn't, Lovecraft was a pulp author. He didn't just write about people going insane. He wrote a whole goddamn story about a group of adventurers facing down against, against the mythos and winning, (laughs) at least for a time. So, you know, I'll stick with that. I feel good about that, man. (laughs) The idea that Cthulhu is just about your characters dying, it's its its made up. It's not what the game's all about. Anyway, man, I'm going to get on this airplane. Peace out.